Hi everyone, you are listening to Dear Nelly, Sex, Relationships and Dating from the Other Side of 40 with me, Nelly Thomas. This podcast is being recorded in the council area known as Maribyrnong in Melbourne. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. If you want to support the podcast and keep the lights on, please rate, review and subscribe to Dear Nelly Plus for bonus content every month. And for more information about all of that, see the show notes or go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. And look, one quick thing, this is a sex, dating and relationships podcast for adults. So if you don't like swearing, it's really going to give you the shits. Off you go. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everything that will be held against me in a court of law. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not scared. Should be. Hey there, it's Nellie Thomas here and you are listening to the pilot episode of my brand new podcast, Dear Nellie, Sex, Relationships and Dating from the Other Side of 40. So this is how it's going to work. The podcast will be about everything to do with like relationships, being single and loving it, being single and not loving it, dating, sex, all the things. Each week I'll be joined by a new co-host who is over the age of 40. I'll ask my co-hosts about their relationship history and of course by our age there's bound to be some history and then we'll take listener calls and answer letters. My co-hosts will come from a diverse range of backgrounds. Some are long-term single, some are recently divorced, some are straight, others are LGBTIQA+. Some are online dating, others would rather stick a fork in their eye and twist. Some are long-term married, others would rather stick a fork up their arse and twist. All are over the age of 40 and have lived some life. Now, this week for the pilot episode, I'm joined by the one and only Faye Younger. For those who've come over from my other podcasts, The Single Life of Us or Person, Place and Thing, you'll know her as Producer Faye. She also happens to be an old comedy mate and dear friend of mine. We take a listener call on Desire Going Cold. We discuss flat picks, keep listening to work out what that means, and whether Till Death Do Us Part is a good idea. We talk about what to do if one of your kids is love drunk and potentially making stupid decisions. We get into the dumbest thing an ex of Faze has ever done and what her dating deal breakers are. Now, as I said, every week I'll ask my co-hosts their relationship and dating history so you know where they're coming from. For the record, for new listeners, I have dated the rainbow. Now, for those who are curious, and a lot of people seem to be, I'm not a huge fan of labels, but I know some of you like them. I'll say this. I'm like David from Schitt's Creek, you know, more into the wine than the label. We'll get into that and all the other things in the podcast. Everyone is welcome here 
and no question is off limits. I mean, don't send me a dick pic, you know, or a snatch snap. But other than that, you can ask me anything. And myself and my co-host will do our absolute best to answer it honestly and faithfully. Please, 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 please send me your questions. They are the best. You go to NellieThomas.com. You follow the links on how to send me a recording. It's also in the show notes. And I promise you, it is super, super easy. Now, one last thing before the pilot starts. I can't do this podcast without your help. Like, I know it's customary not to beg, but, you know, bugger it. Creator's got to create. I'm asking listeners to consider subscribing for $5 a month. Now, in addition to helping me keep the lights on and pay all the people that are involved and cover the costs and whatever in making this podcast, you'll get a bonus episode every month. If you can't afford it, I totally get it. No problem. But if you can afford $1.25 a week, I can tell you it'll help me enormously. There's links on my website at nellychomas.com or in the show notes. All right, let's get into it. Season one, pilot, Dear Nelly. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, I've done me stretches. <laughs> well, welcome to the first ever episode of Dear Nelly. Dear Nelly. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Nelly. Sex, relationships. Yeah. What else? Advice after 40. Advice, whatever we want to talk about after 40. Uh, the focus is on dating, relationships and sex, but from old people, right? Why am I so- here? <laughs> Dear listeners, I would like to introduce the wonderful Faye Younger. Um, any of you who've come over from the huge Smash It podcast, The Single Life of Us, uh, uh, any of you who've come over from Single Life of Us will know producer Faye. And I thought it only fitting in the new podcast that she be my first very special guest host. So welcome, Miss Faye. Thanks, Nellie Thomas. Yeah. Now, I reckon, I think it'd be an interesting exercise. Can you, because you and I have been talking about this for some time now, yeah. can you try and explain what this new podcast is and I'll see if you've got it right? <laughs> you just go, you just tell me what it is and I'll go, yep, if you're right. Yeah, I'll go, yeah, or nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, I think we really tapped an audience um, and, and sort of tapped into a space where, there's really no um, no license, no what's the, the word? Mission. Yeah, just you mm. know to to speak to women that you know aren't marketed to in any sexy way because mm. you know aside from you and I, everyone else has let themselves go. I have, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, it's it's the unmarketable. I think you know we're yeah. forgotten. The kids are a bit older, or yeah. maybe they're you know still at school. But you know, you've you've done all of that, yeah, getting ready to get married and yeah. talking about engagements and going to hens nights and buying yeah. your first home and doing all of that palaver. Yeah, um, and you're in that next phase of your life where you're a little bit invisible. Yeah, and I think that's a common experience for a lot of women, but for people in general, you know, as they start ageing to kind of go, like literally being at the shops going, I'm not getting served. Yeah. (laughs) Let alone in the media. And I think, I mean, you and I are in in the same position but in very different ways in that we're both over 40. Mm. Um, You're still long-term happily married. Married. Um, I got COVID divorced. And I yes. think in both those situations that that group is not spoken to. 
You know, no. so if you're in a long-term marriage, all right, well, okay, you're fine. Yeah. Um, and if you're single, and particularly if you're a single woman over 40, well, you don't even exist. No, so what do you, yeah. we're going to try and engage, continue to do that, engage with, you know, people over 40 have sex, Faye. That is an outrageous uh, lie. <laughs> even married ones, we'll get into that. Let's start again. <laughs> You know, they stop yeah. and start. The dreams you had change or they may be shattered, you know, they, but it doesn't have to be doom and gloom. And I think that's the no. main message that I want from this podcast. The only narrative we hear about middle age is that it's shit. Yeah. And we don't hear about how positive, regardless of the circumstances, yeah. how good it is to know yourself. Yeah, and we will not be selling you any spanks. No, we're, although I do wear them, I have to confess, <laughs> in the interest of honesty. I can't breathe. And why why do you do it? I, I would rather set fire to a pile of nylon. Just vanity. I mean, I could give you, yeah. you know, like I could, you know, I'm a clever lady. I could give you a clever answer, but it's vanity. <laughs> you know, I like to, to smooth out the lumps and bumps. Mind smooth you, out. I did okay. buy some skims during um, lockdowns <laughs> and I couldn't even get a big toe into those things. So... Yeah, no, I'm not going to do no, that. That was 150 bucks wasted. <laughs> um, so let's start with, can you give me a quick rundown? Because obviously every week I'm going to have a different co-host mm. and I'd like to have a co-host with um, either, you know, with varying backgrounds. So what's yeah. your, you know, 30-second pitch on your relationship history? Uh, I'm divorced, remarried. Yeah. Yeah. I know what a shit bag in a suit looks like because I married it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first time. Oh, what yeah. a tonk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I uh, I have been to the other side of that. And then, you know, you know, as they always say, out of the blue came this, um, you know, yanking uh, tight polyester in what yeah. shiny armour. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we've been together 20 years now and he's ridiculously delicious and puts up with all of my shit yeah um bless him and we have two beautiful boys and you know life is pretty nice we're very lucky but uh yeah I do have still deep scars from that that first relationship which was just horrific so when without going into too much detail what age were you married first time uh early 20s Early 20s, okay. Yeah. So I think yeah. a lot of people will relate to a mistake in the early 20s, shall we? <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, Ben, my husband now, when he introduces me to people, he says, oh, this is Faye, my first wife. Yeah. Oh, what a prick. <laughs> <laughs> what a prick. Because that's both a neg on you for having been married twice, but also open the possibility <laughs> that he'll leave you. Oh, it, it's all the latter, which is yeah, like you, ben. yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love you, but you know. So you married early twenties. How long did that marriage last? <laughs> Eight months and one day. Wow. Okay. Mm. So it's a it's a Kim Kardashian kind of scenario. Fair. Yeah, we were together a long time, but we never yeah. lived together. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Yeah. And then yeah. how long were you single before you met Ben? Oh God. I don't even know. Um are we like months, years? Oh, years, years and years, years and years. Yeah. yeah, I bum, you know, head down, bum up into, yeah, into my work. career and and yeah. just you know did that. And, and uh, yeah, do you think after the first marriage, well, two questions: one, were you putting it about? Because I'm guessing you were. 
And secondly, did you think you'd get married again or was it a surprise? Uh, was I putting it about? I'm a chaste virgin. Um, <laughs> stop laughing. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I was, you know, kind of dating, but not any any time anything serious. It was, yeah. you know, uh, I had some lovely fuck buddies. That was great. Yeah. Um, and then did I think I would get married again? No. 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 Yours is, I think it's interesting, like I, I think it's important to counter sort of Hollywood rom-com narratives, but in a way yours is that. You yeah, know, totally like yours is the exception to the rule where you go, yeah. you know, when people say stupid shit, especially when you get divorced, oh, that you'll find a relationship when you're least expecting it and you think I could punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. you actually did do that. Yeah, yeah, it was really like that. He, um, we, we knew each other through comedy channels. He's yeah. not a comedian. He's an academic. Um, but very, very funny, really brilliant. I am a total uh, sapiosexual. Yeah. So turned on by brilliant people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the opposite of my first husband who was extremely pretty and is thick as pig shit. Um <laughs> <laughs> no shade. Uh, no, lots of shade. And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I wasn't expecting to find him at all. It, we, we'd spoken to each other. We knew of each other. You yeah. know, we sort of had a um, a relationship within a, a much larger group of comedians. Mm. And um, then he was coming to Melbourne and I said, "Yeah, absolutely. Mm. You know, he can stay here. And if he breaks anything, I said to a mutual friend, you know, you'll pay for it." Yeah, and uh, he turned up, and we went to pick him up from the airport. And I, I really had that second where I looked at him and I thought, "Oh, I'm not going to London." Yeah, but I had other plans. Yeah, and um, isn't that was- funny? Because you are—I mean, I've known you a long time. I would describe you as quite a rational person. Yeah. You know, it's like you are actually, even though you're a crazy comedian, yeah. you're very um, rational and is it right brain? I can never remember which one it is. But, you yeah, know, very, very right brain. Yeah. You're logical, you're organised, like that sort of intuitive message from what other friends of ours would call a, you know, bolt from the universe, I would expect you to ignore. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you kind yeah. of knew. You just went, oh, there's like this, there's some, there's something here. Well, the funny thing is when I walked down the aisle for my first marriage, I distinctly remember having the fleeting thought of, oh, well, I can always get divorced. Yeah, right. Walking down the aisle. That's my, oh, well, I can always get divorced. Yeah. Uh, Warning. Yeah. Yeah. So listen to your gut, trust your gut. I'm a big, big believer in that, trust your gut. It's very difficult. And I think you really come into that as you get older as well, where you go, oh, yeah, that, that little... Thing that I've kind of oh no 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 yeah that no, they, that you need to listen to yeah do you um, know what strikes me though two things in that one is the like so many of us fall into that trap when we're younger of just seeing the surface like oh you're yeah. you, like a hot person's enough mm. you know, without thinking can I actually live with this person yeah like, could I make a go with this long term but also I, I don't know I reckon particularly as women of our age we were completely trained out of trusting any intuition. So even if you had yeah. that niggle, the romantic arc, the romantic narrative would completely override that. But I'm here in my dress and everyone's yeah. here and we've paid yeah. for the catering and, you know, whatever, all the things. 
Yeah. Whereas as you get older, I think you go, no, 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 that, that my waters are stirring. (laughs) And I'm out of poise. So, yeah. 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 And, you know, listen to it. Yeah, completely. Well, yeah, look, it, it was it was just a little fleeting thing where I saw him, like, you know, I, I knew what he looked like. We'd spoken on the phone a few times. Mm. Um, we exchanged emails. We were literally talking every day. We were yeah. in, a, in a like a use group, um, use net group yeah. um, of comedians. So we yeah. all, you know, it was all backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. But um, I was always drawn to him because he was so bitingly wicked witchy, and funny. Yeah, witchy, yeah. Yeah. And, and like so you say, for those who are listening and don't know, sapiosexuals, it's sort of like an intellectual connection. Mm. So you, that's more attractive to you than, I don't know, like a six-pack or yeah, yeah. whatever, tight buns. I'm sure yeah, he's look, got tight buns. In the lovely ass. And he had a six-pack when we met, but I've ruined that. Um. <laughs> with your carbs. You've ruined that with your oh, carbs. Oh, carbohydrates. Jesus Christ. You know, you know, there's obviously there'll be some listeners who've come over from Single Life of Us who'll know my backstory and others who won't. So I'll go through that quickly. Yeah. And one of the things that I find an interesting connection there as well is so I was in a long-term relationship for 21 years that ended during COVID. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I met Locke, I had that same feeling. I distinctly remember going, you're a good person. Mm. I knew straight away like I don't remember meeting people I've got a like big picture memory I don't remember sort of concepts and whatever but I remember the day I met him I remember thinking I should keep you in my life and even though our relationship you know ended after 21 years I don't consider it a failure at all oh my god no you know okay to just go it didn't serve either of us anymore no look it it set you on a life path and it uh created the the life that you're in now yeah both of you yeah um yeah no absolutely not a failure and look that it's such a shit um cycle that a lot of women I think it's it's maybe lesser now um but that that whole thing of oh you stay together for the kids yeah and oh what are you going to do there's going to be nobody else out there and you're going to be on your own forever and it's like holy shit the big thing that pisses me off about that is that modeling that especially when you've got kids yeah that the modeling that those kids see in this really shit relationship that they assume is normal Yes. Well, and I can tell you as someone who's nearly two years down the track with two kids, um, what they see now is two parents who are happy. Not that we were miserable, like it wasn't a miserable relationship, but they see two parents who are happy. And I think that's, again, that's something we don't talk about enough. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. And I mean, prior to that, as you well know, one of the things I get all the time, because I am um, dating now and I'm dating a lady, Ladies, and, uh, we refer to it, which I'll get into at another time, as permanent <laughs> part time, which suits me very nicely. I don't want to live with anyone. I don't want to be married. I'm like, this is another great thing that's about being my age. I think as you go, I actually know what I want for this stage of my life. Yeah, imagine trying that shit in your twenties. Imagine trying that shit in your twenties. Well, it would have been a catastrophe. <laughs> um, but I think for me, it's important to say that's not why we broke up. You know, like oh, I, keep, no. I keep constantly get. I'd had relationships with women before. Yeah, um, I think there's a whole like almost industry of like bisexual erasure. 
that happens. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. You must yo, you must really be straight. Oh, well, they broke up because she's really a lesbian or what. And I mm. kind of want to counter that shit too because I'm yeah, really yeah. over it. Yeah. Um, and look, I will say to that, my kids who are both queer identifying and, and are in their early teens, mm. their peer group are so across that fluidity. Yeah. Yes, it's, oh, it's really okay. It's so exciting. It's so exciting, and all of the shit. Like I can't believe I'm still getting this at this age. You know, I came out when I was nineteen. I'm nearly fifty. Yeah. Like I'm still getting for our generation. It's like pick a team, <laughs> you know. Whereas for our kids, like I've got a fifteen year old. You've got teenagers. They just mm. they don't even understand that idea. Anyway, that's the short story of our relationship history. Should we start this bloody podcast? Oh, look, let's give it a red hot go. Let's give it a go. So we're going to have a series of um, segments. Our first segment is going to be armchair expert, right? Oh, my God, that's my favourite thing. I'm so oh my good God. at that. that is, that's basically the um, professional description of a comedian. <laughs> Right. Let me tell you what I think with absolutely no qualifications. Yes, definitely. So let me put one to you. So this one is a meme I saw. Unfortunately, I can't attribute it because I, there was no attribution on it. But yeah. um, tell me what you think. So <laughs> if we're, and I went through, I don't know, probably a year of online dating. Um, I actually had a really positive experience with online dating. Yeah, so yeah. It, but very happy to talk about online dating. This meme says, never have I seen a gorgeous fella on social media on social media and immediately PM'd him an unsolicited pic of my flaps. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on with dick pics? Oh, my um my EA, Bianca, who yeah. you know, my assistant at work. Um, she was saying the other day that she had two exchanges with a guy um on whatever Instagram, Facebook, whatever. And then he promptly sent her a dick picture pic. of his dick. What? Like, now, let me be clear. <laughs> if you request a dick pic, yes. no problem. I've got Absolutely. No Texting's normal, no shame, yeah. all good, all yeah. fine. But why the fuck would you send an unsolicited pic of your doodle? Exactly. Unless it's wearing a top hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you can do tricks with it. And we're at a magic show. Yeah, yeah. Away. Yeah, exactly, unless you're asked. And what did she think about it? Like, did Oh, she, she was horrified. She just said, hey, um, where nah. were you? Yeah. What part of your brain made that okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. Delete those right now. If you want to have a conversation, I'll have a conversation. Well, um, I don't understand yeah. the thought process. I really don't. Like, I understand wanting to look at a dick pic. I get that. Mm. Right. If you are having sexy exchanges, by all means, go for it. But yeah. if you're chatting to someone and yeah. they have not requested it, what goes through your mind to think, I'll send that? I don't think anything goes through their mind because all their blood's in their pants. Right. Right. I'm going to put another one to your armchair expert. This is Dr. Mm. Emily Anolt at Dr. Emily Anolt on Twitter. Yep. Love this. This is a tweet of her. She says, instead of till death do us part, how about, quote, for as long as this feels healthy, safe and meaningful for both of us? Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Boom. Yeah, it should be part of your vows, shouldn't it? Shouldn't it? Isn't that yeah. it should be like as a mother? <laughs> of some that daughters. What, of some daughters. 
surely that's what we should be teaching people. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, the, the whole talk around consent, I, I know you've done a huge amount of that, um, especially talking with teens. Consent and uh, noticing each other's feelings is such a massive thing that, that, that we just kind of gloss over and it's like, oh, they'll teach them at school or mm. um, I'll say it once and then they'll get it forever. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think that's really important just to have these, you know, talk to your kids like they're humans, not yeah. something to be controlled. Yeah. And just by the by, the first bonus episode for those interested in subscribing, yes. what, five bucks a month. So we're trying to yep. keep it as affordable as possible. Um, the first bonus episode will be based on my work in that area where I'll mm. be talking exclusively about how to talk to teens about sex, which I've done yeah. a lot of work in that area. But anyway, I won't bang on about that too much. The thing I also love about that tweet is that it's about challenging the narrative. If we keep telling our kids mm. um, all relationships are forever and you stay regardless, yeah, like that's what we saw our parents' generation do. Mm. and generations before that and we fucking know the good old days weren't that good yeah that's right i'm just watching the crown at the moment yeah <laughs> right about shit relationships and staying in it yeah you know for, for the narrative um yeah. yeah what a shit show yeah there, there's it's it's like natural childbirth i'm sorry yeah there, there's no medal there's no extra medal for you at the end yeah. if you yeah. you know you did it without drugs or you yeah. did it all the way to the end, to the grave. Yeah. You don't get a prize. Oh, my God. How many times, and you can't say this at Christmas dinner, <laughs> how many times do you hear, you know, someone like, oh, they've been married for 50 years. I'm like, I don't care. I want to know if it's a good marriage. Yeah, how Yeah. How happy like, it's was. It's not the public service. Yeah. You know, <laughs> don't get promoted for time served. Like, is it if it's a good marriage for 50 years, I'm really interested because that's hard. Yeah, exactly. No, but yeah. just the fact that they stayed, they might have stayed together because they thought they couldn't get anyone else. Mm-hmm. All right, our next <laughs> segment is going to be my favourite, which is listener calls and letters. Hi, Nelly and team. I hope someone, you know, has some uh, good answers for this. But in my relationships, I find sex really boring with absolutely everybody, men and women, after about 18 months. So anyone got any responses to that? And I mean, please don't tell me about fantasies and toys and tying each other up and all that because I've tried all of that and that doesn't work. So yeah, I'm just interested in what other people think, you know, when just, you know, attraction kind of dies or I don't know, I just get bored. What do you all think? Thanks, bye. Oh, my God. I couldn't love that anymore. That's fantastic. 18 months and she's done. 18 months. She's done. Look, let's be honest. For some people, it'll be eight weeks. For some people, it'll be eight years. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. And, like, this is a thing. You're, yeah. You've been in a relationship for more than 20 years. Mm. So I think you've got a different perspective on this. What do you think? Get thee to a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better than hotel sex. I'm oh, sorry. you love a dirty hotel room, oh, don't you? Oh, my God. Bad for it. Room service. Somebody else yeah. has to come in and make the bed. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh- <laughs> I wonder, and, you know, this doesn't have to be personal, but it can be. I wonder in your situation where you've been married for, you know, having sex with the same person for 20 years or more, mm. um, is the hotel room, is it because it's a different environment away from the, the domestic sphere? 
Like, is that why it's hot? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Look, at it's different. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Base, different. Mm. No one's going to knock on the door and come yeah. in and go, I'm sick. Yeah. Or can you look at this rash? So literal logistics, like the yeah. kids aren't there. <laughs> But I yeah. also wonder psychologically, is it in a way your bedroom in your family home can become a place where you go, I've just, you know, all the jokes about sex, uh, sleep is the sex of the 21st century. Yeah, oh, that's so been that going, I just <laughs> want to, I'm just tired. Whereas you don't generally walk into a hotel room and go, oh, sleep. No, no. Yeah. No, yeah, that's very true. Um, yeah, uh, your bedroom at home tends to become I think it's very quickly becomes a dumping ground for stuff yeah yeah not it's not just your sanctuary and I think uh, in the old podcast you guys definitely spoke of that you know reclaim your room yes oh Um, the best thing about being like divorced and not just from me but from multiple people is having that space back to yourself yeah well look I've I absolutely that really resonated with me who's really Mm. happily married um, and I went home and looked at our room and went, oh, this is a fucking pigsty and it's got to change. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> I do that whole, I'm, uh, why are we still living like students? We've got money. Yeah. We've got a house. We've got, yes. this, okay, get rid of that shit bookcase. It's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so. And maybe yeah. have a look at your room with fresh eyes. Yeah. But even on the level, I hear so many people kind of, and I've done this, where you go, like you'll clean up the kids' rooms first. And yeah, yeah. change that and go, actually, no, if I've only got that 15 minutes, I'm going to clean up my room or our room mm-hmm. and make it a beautiful space. Yeah. And if I get to the kids' room or they help me or whatever, however you do it, mm. then do it. But why are you prioritising everything else? Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. I, I think you hit the nail on the head where you, you walk into your room and you go, oh, I just want to go to bed. Or yeah. you walk into a hotel and you say, oh, I just want to get my Hello. pants off. I want to get my pants off and order a bloody club sandwich. <laughs> you do know them. <laughs> See, I reckon with our lovely listener, I've got a slightly different take. Yeah. I suspect that she's just not built for monogamy. And oh, okay, yeah. I reckon that's okay too. You know yeah, what I mean? Of course it is. Like, I, because of my sexuality, I get asked all the time if I am in open relationships. I never have been. It's not of interest to me. Hmm. Um, I find it hard enough to manage one person. Yeah. Truly. Like, I truly do. Yeah. Yeah. Having said that, I can see the value in it. Yeah, and if you're yeah. someone like this caller, like I wonder, one of the interesting things is I reckon there's an inherent bias in a lot of psychologists, even though they think that they're neutral, yeah. actually come to um, therapy with the lens that, a standard model is a long-term monogamous, monogamous relationship and you yeah, work yeah. on that. And yeah. you hear that in our caller. Oh, they've told me to try, you know. Yeah, whips and chains and outfits. They've told and me blah, to blah, try blah. this. They've told me yeah. to try that. Maybe just accept that you're not built like that. Yeah, that's a great point. Some, Look, people, I, some people aren't. Yeah. Look, you, you, I think you, you, get to a, you get to a stage in every long-term relationship where you there's a little moment where you think 
okay, this is a little bit boring. And he just smiled at me. Whoa, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a bit exciting. So that, yeah. that and then you think, oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that because that's actually not what I want. Yes. This is what I want. But there is that little flicker. So what, what is the thing that, that trips that trigger? Well, and like most things, isn't it? It's not, it's not black or white. It's matters of degree. Because I think yeah. for some couples, you could go, well, yeah, try a try a dirty weekend at a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, introduce, I don't know, sex toys, whatever. Try something different. Yeah. And you might be able to, maybe you've you've stopped putting in effort and you need to, you know, sort your room out. Yeah. But for other people, and I, I suspect this might be for our caller, none of those strategies are going to work. That's just not how they're built. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you accept, can you find a partner where you have emotional monogamy but mm. you're allowed to root around. I don't know. Maybe when you're yeah. overseas, you're you're allowed to. I don't know. There'd be different rules for different people. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think there's anything wrong with the caller. Is my point? Oh shit, no. I think it's just how some people are. Yeah, yeah. I think she's trying to fit herself into a narrative that that doesn't suit her. Know thyself. Yes. Like to me again, that's the value of talking about this stuff from our age. Mm. Is that you, but we've all done those relationships where you think, oh, bloody do anything to keep this going. Yeah. Then you turn around and you go, oh, I'm lost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who am I? Like, yeah, how's exactly. that a good outcome for everyone? Yeah, it's not. It's shit. So I would say I want to be really clear in the podcast. Like, you can't or you can't tell people what to do. But at the same time. Oh, I can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> and I'm going, I'm about to counter that. Because at the same time, I can't stand when I listen to other podcasts or radio or whatever, when people sit on the fence. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're just like, we're not qualified. But for no. what it's worth to our caller, <laughs> I reckon you're not built for monogamy. Accept that. If you can, a bit of that, find an yeah. emotional partner. Yeah. Accept some degree of openness. Yeah, that's a great idea. Be allowed to have sex with other people or... Mm. Yeah. And uh, the Adelphi have really good sweets in Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we have a listener letter. And again, I would like to encourage anyone, you can call in. It's super easy with SpeakPipe. Yeah, it's you awesome. You literally press a button and then the voicemail comes to me. Yeah. Um, or you can email me. I'd prefer the voicemail, but you go to NellieThomas.com and you can find all that. All right. You ready for this letter? Certainly am. Dear Nelly, I've recently left a 23-year marriage. I turn 50 tomorrow and have been single for five months. Okay, that's not long. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Six weeks after my marriage broke up, I received a message from an ex-boyfriend of 30 years ago who lives interstate. This boyfriend was not marriage material but was always great fun, great for my ego, and great, unbelievable in all caps, oh, in bed. Yeah, in, the, in bed. I knew that. That's <laughs> <laughs> over a period of three months, we met up for a few weekends away and enjoyed each other's company in every sense of the word. He told, me, he told me that he loved me and he was invested in us, wanted us to make a go of it, etc. A few days out from a scheduled weekend away, the text abruptly stopped. He Ooh. sent a message saying that he wasn't well, wouldn't be up to going away and cancelled our plans. Then he ghosted me for three weeks. There was absolutely no contact, not even a text message, despite a number of messages from me asking for an explanation what had happened. After a month of silence, he texted to say that his recent health issues meant that he needed time to recover, take stock of his life and say, even have a casual relationship with me. A three-line text, done, the end. 
This abrupt ending left me absolutely blindsided. I don't know if he found someone else has mental health issues to attend to or is just an asshole. There's been no further information and no closure. I had just started to really enjoy some closeness with someone that I trusted and it was wonderful to feel like a woman again instead of a mum. I have three teenage sons. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've lost a friend and a friend that I'd started developing feelings for. Any advice for someone who feels foolish for putting herself out there and is struggling to move on? Oh, my God, just so not foolish. Absolutely that, not. That's a that, lie. Yeah, thought. no, 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 no. So what foolish. do you think? First of all, what do you think's going on with this guy? I think maybe, you know, that we were talking earlier about that intensity of that that yeah. early relationship where it's yeah. just you're consumed by it. It's all you think about. It's all yeah. you, you know, it's all you work towards. So that's really exciting, particularly when there's been a break. You go yeah. back to somebody after, what was it, 30 years? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm interested to know why he wasn't marriage material or boyfriend material mm. back then. Mm. Um, I think that's telling. Because they obviously who... were good in the sack together 30 years ago. Yeah, they were compatible. No, 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 there's something like my, yeah. my waters are stirring. Exactly. Yeah. So tap back into that. But, oh, my God, you're so not foolish. No. Um, you've just been dealt a shit hand. Yeah. And I think, you know, when it's new, you you your emotions get away and you're your daydreaming sort of gets away and you sort of think, oh, you know, you create something that's perhaps not necessarily routed in reality. You can create a story really easily and I think this is one of the things that we need to talk about about dating in middle age. She's been in a long-term relationship, presumably for at least some of that. Let's even say if it's five or ten years of the 30 years wasn't good. Or she yeah. was lonely. There's got to have been a period. Yes. You don't just walk away, you yeah. know, from one. No, day. no. There's been a period where she's felt lonely and obviously she's been a mum to three kids, all the rest of it. When someone then shows your attention. Exactly. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. You're very vulnerable. Completely. Because, yeah, you just open up your chest and go, which organ would you like? Yeah. yeah. That's right. Oh, my God. Do you like me? Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you listening to me? Yeah, yes. Oh, my God, you're not asking if I unloaded the dishwasher. You want to see my boobs? Yeah. What? (laughs) You want to touch them? (laughs) All of that is absolutely beautiful. And that's why she's in no way foolish, but it is also really vulnerable because you can create a narrative in your head. Yeah. Especially if you'd known this guy before. Oh, we were meant to be. But yeah, uh, the the big tell for me was he wasn't right back First then. Time. Yeah. So what was that? So given, I mean, you haven't dated for a long time. I'm going to no. come at it from a position of someone who's been dating for a while. I I think, look, he could have mental health issues. That's true, but I don't think that's a pass because he can still. No. It doesn't stop you from being an asshole. No, that's exactly right. He, yeah. There's no reason we're all fucking depressed. Like there's yeah. no reason that he couldn't have communicated with her. Yeah, I exactly. Think he's an asshole. Yeah, I think he's an asshole too. I think he's maybe. It doesn't sound like he was ever available. No. I and think I think was... thirty years ago, she probably knew he was an asshole, which is yeah. why it wasn't marriage material. Correct. He might be a great route, but to go someone in that situation to make plans 
Yeah. And then cancer with no explanation. I'm sorry, even if you've got um, mental health issues, you can send a text. Maybe he wasn't up for a call. Maybe he wasn't up for a face-to-face, even then I'm not sure. But you can send a text going, look, this has nothing to do with you. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I wouldn't be at all surprised if he had found someone else. I think she might be right. Correct. Yeah, I think so too. And just doesn't Well, he wasn't available in the beginning. Yeah. He was already in a relationship that he had some time off from. Yes, or he just, this is his modus operandi. Oh, you know what? His dick fell off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. The other thing that that kind of, especially your first one after post-divorce, can feel like it's got to be the one. Yeah. I think it almost never is. Correct. Like play the field, dull. Play the field. See what you like. Yes. Get out there, see what you like. But, no, you're not a fool. No. At all. You're really and brave. Just too far. <laughs> all right. The next segment is tough titties. And for those of you who are our vintage at Australian, I won't need to explain that. And for everyone else, you're just going to have to <laughs> mystery. Um, but I want to have a segment in the podcast where we honour the hard stuff, right, because I'm really yeah. big on trying to rewrite the narrative of divorce, of being single, of dating in middle age, all of the, the in the ether, it's an absolute shit show and it's negative. Having said that, I don't want to pretend that it's all easy, right, because there are some really yeah. hard things. The first night you spent on your own without your kids, yeah. uh, you know, your first Christmas where you have yeah, to be huge. All those sorts of things, like loneliness, a whole range of things. Mm. One I wanted to put to you today, because I know you have two sons, mm. is I've got a friend of mine whose son went overseas and fell, and I say this in in inverted commas, fell in love Mm. with a girl who we'd been seeing for two weeks, has moved back home and now wants to move overseas. Yeah, yeah. You remember that feeling? Oh, yeah, totally. You know, when you're 18, 19, 20 or 16 or even 25? Yeah. That feeling like, I know, I know this is the one. Like, what do we do, Faye? He's young. Yeah. Oh, fucking go for it. You reckon? Oh, travel. I didn't expect you to say no, that. No, travel is amazing. Yeah. Look, if she lived in Frankston, I'd be putting the putting the brakes on. <laughs> <laughs> she lives in a European country. I will say, though, she wants to marry him. Of course she does. You reckon go for that? Yeah, fucking go for it. Just do it and deal What's with it. What's the worst job? that can happen? <laughs> You have an amazing adventure. You live overseas for a little bit. You do some traveling. Traveling is so life affirming and amazing. Yeah. Um, the the whole um, visa scenario. Yeah. I will tell you, having married an American, it's not a simple process. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not. It's not just you get married and you move over. It doesn't happen. So I wouldn't be worried about any of that shit. Yeah. Um. I I'd start pumping the brakes when there's um asking for money. Yes. When there's when there's an inter intermingling of um, financial Finances. Yeah, stakes, yeah. I think that's and look at eighteen. What's he got? Fifty bucks. Look, I was going to say, <laughs> so I totally expected a different answer from you, but you're sounding very <laughs> sensible. He's got no assets. No, right? He's got no money. Yeah. Um. So maybe the conversation with him is to kind of go, don't don't hand over any money. Yeah. Look, if you can save up and you can move over there and you want to get married, then you know these are about the- it outcomes but off you go yeah because look getting a visa to work over there would be really difficult yeah so you can't just lob and then sit on her couch 
and her her parents look after you. And the more Um, you say to him, don't do it, he'll just be a... Oh, yeah, no, that's pointless. Yeah, yeah. Of course he's in love. It's been two weeks. That's that's like dog years for teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's right. That's long term. Yeah. And we're joking, but it's also true. Like I remember that feeling and there's no way someone could have talked me out of it. No. Oh, the same in the beginning with Ben when he... Because he was here, was supposed to be here for two weeks, stayed much longer. Yeah. Until he had to go back. Um, and that that desperation of being separated was yeah. awful, palpable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we did that for <clears throat> six or eight months while we tried to get our shit together to, to yeah. actually be together in any meaningful way. And it was at least 12 months before we could mm. We got married and then I moved, but to move to the States. Young love, it's so ridiculous. If they can get through that. Yeah. um, I would be (laughs) absolutely 100% talking to him about um, contraception. Oh, yes. Like, okay, you can undo moving overseas. You can even undo a marriage. You can't undo a child. Yeah, yeah. Right, so absolutely go, all right, I'll support you to move over and I'll support you in these ways but you this is we've got to talk about what do we call it contraception yeah yeah consequences consequences and money yeah you know if she does start asking you for money yeah that's a warning that's a very big red flag yeah yeah it's the I think you're right actually like I honestly thought that you you were going to say, you know, having sons, I would sit down and go, absolutely not, you're not moving, you know, you only, this is a stranger, blah, blah. But actually we know that doesn't work. Like just say no, no it doesn't work. No. It doesn't work with 50-year-olds. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it doesn't. Let alone like an 18, 19, 20-year-old. Yeah. But I guess for me I would just have that except when it comes to baby. Me, <laughs> I'm totally going to be that mum, I reckon, when one of my kids brings home a boyfriend, I'll be that mum going, let's have a chat, son. <laughs> I will totally. Yeah, yeah. All right, we've got two more quick segments. One is <laughs> nice and short and sharp. It's called No Shade on My Ex. I want to hear... The stupidest, dumbest shit thing that an ex of yours has done. You know when you hear, I'm not racist, but oh no shade, <laughs> but, right? Just just we're shading. Just go with the shade. It, it it's such a treasure trove of <laughs> collapsible <laughs> so shit. <laughs> What's the shittest thing do you reckon someone can do in terms of break like how they break up with someone? Um the, the quiet exit. The yeah. you know, or, or conversely, the really grandiose exit that didn't need to happen. Oh, burning everything down on the way out. Yeah. Yes. yes. God, how often do you see that? Well, you can't just say to someone, "Oh, you know, this needs to end for these reasons." You've got yeah. to say, "By the way, fifteen years ago, I fucked your sister." Yeah. <laughs> Do I really need to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like you're just torching the house on the way out. Yeah. Yeah. I already don't want you back. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Like sometimes I think why, like there can be too much honesty. Yeah. <laughs> or by the way, you are a dud root. Like I've had I've... friends whose exes have said that to them. Why would you say that to someone? How, where is their, where is their uh, market knowledge coming from anyway? Oh, if they... <laughs> a, I don't believe it. But also no, of course what, not. that's just cruelty. 
you know, just leave. If somebody says that to you, it's projection. Yeah. There is shit fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> or they're trying to hurt you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 They show you their hand. What's the worst thing you could say yeah. to me? Oh no, you're you're a dud root. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, like I, I had an ex <laughs> when we broke up. It was it was a really violent um shit ending. Yeah. And in that chaos, yeah, he stopped because I left the house. Yeah. He stopped went through our filing cabinet and took our financial um, term deposit papers. Mm. That's it. Oh. So in all of that chaos and violence and madness, Mm. that's where his mind went. That's where his brain went. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to take her money as well. Yeah. And do you know what? That's a really important thing. And for listeners who are new, who they won't know, I've worked a lot in the family violence space. I'm really big on these sorts of discussions mm-hmm. because what ends up happening in that situation, people go, oh, he was out of his mind. You know, he couldn't help. No, it. No. He was depressed. He was whatever. And they go, hang on. If you've got the presence of mind yeah. to stop, go into a filing cabinet, take out the term deposit. This is not someone in a psychotic episode. Correct. That is abuse. Yeah. That is financial abuse. Yeah. And you that is a kick, either literal or metaphorical, on the way out. Yeah. Oh, fuck him. Did he get the term deposit? No, no. Oh, good. Oh, that's yeah. so shit. And how often do you hear that? Like I've heard so many um, people who've written to me or called in and said, you know, I went to the to the bank and all the money was gone or yes. whatever. It's, yeah, that is, I mean, that is absolutely abhorrent behaviour. Yeah, it was a staggering, staggering behaviour. Awful. Now, mm. this is a change of gear, yep. but we're going to end on this. Slightly <laughs> lighthearted. Like one of my favourite TikTok sensations from the last year has been, you know, she's a 10 but. He's a <laughs> right? So I want to know your dating deal breaker. So put yourself, I know you haven't dated for a long time, but let's put yourself into a dating frame of mind. Mm-hmm. It's a 10, but. Mine's really, really shallow. Yeah. It's really astonishing. The toenails? No, it's hands, hand size. <laughs> <laughs> never trust a man with tiny hands. Never, never do it. Never, never, never. Oh, see, as a lady with gigantic man hands, like I like to the point where my youngest, who you know well, refers to me as sausage fingers. I feel the pain of men with small hands because I'm on the other side of that gender equation. (laughs) No, it's always creeped me out and I've always noticed when men have with small hands and they're generally not nice people. (laughs) And look, it's it's not a correlation to penis size. It really isn't. No. There is something very specific. Donald Trump is the classic example. He got tiny hands. He's got tiny, tiny little man hands that he just doesn't know what to do with. So would you honestly, like if you went it's on a, a deal breaker and you saw yep. that he had little hands, you, yep. you're out. I'm out. Oh my God, I take it back. You're not rational at all. No, no, I'm so not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a judgy, judgy mole. Judgy, judgy, <laughs> and I love it. On that note, I'm going to say thank you for co-hosting my first ever episode of Dear Nelly. It's the one. My pleasure, my darling. 
And where can we find you? I'm around. I'm You're around. around and we'll put all that stuff in the show notes. Yeah. Um, as I will do in every episode, I'll ask you to rate and review. I'll ask you to consider subscribing. Uh, we've got a number of fabulous guest co-hosts lined up. Who's we do. Which episodes, Faye? We've got we've got gorgeous Kel Wilson. Yes. We have beautiful Michelle Laurie. Yeah. We have uh, Scotty Brennan. Yeah. Um, Wes Snelling. Of co-hosts, and what I'm excited about is that they're all they've all got different relationship history. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they've got sometimes different sexualities as well, but even mm. in terms of their relationship history, some are married, some have never been married, some are like perennial sing- single, some are dating. So, and some are filthy whores. I'm a filthy, filthy horse. I think you're talking about me. Um, and I, you know, I think that brings a different lens when people ring in and send us in their um, yeah. questions and comments. It just has another perspective. So yeah, and look, we'll we'll have re- um, recurring hosts as well. So I'll be back. Others yeah, will be back. Yeah. yeah. So you, you'll hear some. You'll hear some of the same people, and you'll uh, you'll uh, get some opinions. But um, look, it, it's about. Nelly being fabulous and doing her stuff. So <laughs> get on it, Moles. Oh, stop it. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye, darling. Love you. Bye. Well, there you go. That is the end of the pilot episode of Dear Nelly. Um, I should again, once again, I think I said it at the start. Who can say? I edited this, right? Not a proper sound engineer. I learnt it with my very own skills and we had to, in this case, do it over Zoom. When we start the podcast proper, we'll be primarily doing it in studio. The sound quality will be heaps better and Sam Peterson, who actually knows what he's doing, will be uh, doing all the sound engineering and editing. But look, thanks so much for listening. I'm so excited about this season of Dear Nelly. Um, Keep the questions and comments coming via the website, nellythomas.com and Thank you so much for listening. Um, Yeah. And remember, so exciting next week for our um, launch episode. We'll have a new theme song by Casey Bonetto. So looking forward to that earworm. And uh, yeah, that's enough from me. See you, everyone. Just have a spritz with the Mr. Sheen and I'm good (laughs) as new. Good as new. And smell like a bloody daisy. (laughs) And slide off a chair. Slide <laughs> with this sort of tingling feeling down. Not always ideal. Just for our listeners, don't put Mr. Sheen on your vag. That's not something you. Yeah, want no, to no, do that Denker rub. We uh, yeah. we say no. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Dear Nelly. Now, don't be shy. I would love to hear your questions and comments. To send me a recording or an email, go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. It's super easy and you might hear me talk about your question in a future episode. Huge thanks to producer Sam Peterson from the Producer Boy Creative Production team and to producer Faye Younger, who in addition to being an excellent human, is also a brilliant real estate buyer's advocate and can be found at youngerhill.com. Thanks to Acast and all the team. And lastly, to you. Without the listeners, I'm just a middle-aged mole talking shit to no one. Please rate, review and consider subscribing for five bucks a month for a bonus episode and to help me keep the lights on. And tell your bloody mates, would you? I'd really appreciate it. Love yous.